Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be with you on a Thursday. We've got a great show in store. It's day eight of the 2021 Christmas party, so we are a little over halfway through the 12 days in a row of Christmas episodes. Imagine we're at a real party, right? Like we're just like mingling around a lovely get together, chatting with new friends, catching up with old ones. If you missed the first week of shows, go back and listen. I think you're really going to love them. The soundtrack of this party is from our friends for King and Country. It's the Little Drummer Boy from their album, A Drummer Boy Christmas. Be sure to check it out. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a moment to share about one of our incredible partners, Athletic Greens. One of the things that I feel really passionate about is that the people I work with, whether at the office or out on tour, that we're all becoming healthier versions of ourselves. And I mean that mentally and spiritually, but also physically. It's one of the reasons I'm so glad we found Athletic Greens, because I want to keep my energy levels up and my immune system well-supported, and I don't really have time or mental space to do all the research on all the supplements. So having so much goodness in one cup drew me to AG1 from Athletic Greens. Well, AFD, what is this stuff, you may ask? Okay, so in one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery focus, and aging, all the things. So when I use Athletic Greens, it's in the morning as part of my morning routine. I'm just mixing one scoop of Athletic Greens into a cup of really cold water. I shake it up really well. It's crazy because it doesn't taste like I expected a green drink to taste. There's more like tropical flavor to it, which is actually really refreshing. I love knowing that I'm getting so many beneficial ingredients into my system in one go. And they have these little travel packs. So I can always have Athletic Greens with me on the road. I love that it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto or paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, there aren't any ingredients that are going to upset your allergies or your sensitivities. Athletic Greens knows how to look out for those things that really matter to us. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself, and it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than the drive through hot beverage habit some of us might have. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop into a cup of cold water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Today on the show, oh, you guys, I get to chat with the lovely Ann Bogle. You may remember her from the last time she joined us on That Sounds Fun way back on episode 143. Anne shares her love of all things books and reading on her popular blog, Modern Miss Darcy, and on her two podcasts, What Should I Read Next and One Great Book. Bogle is the author of several books, including Don't Overthink It and I'd Rather Be Reading. Her latest is My Reading Life, a book journal that just came out this fall. I love getting advice from Anne on all the books I need to add to my TBR list to be read. And I think you'll love this too. So let's browse the coffee table books at this little party and chat with our friend Anne Vogel. Well, I didn't even welcome you appropriately. So we just have been talking like friends because we are. Uh, thank you for being on That Sounds Fun, particularly on the Christmas party. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. It, let me tell you what I know about our friends on the other side of this conversation. When I start talking about books, they come out of the woodwork. These people are readers. And so I am stoked for us to have this conversation today. That makes me so happy. I, I am ready. You spend your whole life right now talking about books, right? <laughs> if only. How many? <laughs> fair, fair. I mean, how do you have two different podcasts about books? Is that right? Yes, but we're not putting out active. We run one great book in seasons, so Got we're not it. actively creating new episodes. Okay, okay. Tell, tell me the title of the other one. What should I what read next? What should I read next? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. What should I read next? That feels like a counseling appointment to me. So I would like to schedule another <laughs> counseling appointment at some point because everything you tell me to read. I mean, you told me last time to read the blue. Oh gosh, what's the title? It was the blue. The blue people in Kentucky. <gasps> oh yes! What is that called? The book Woman of Troubles. The book Creek Woman of Troubles Creek. Mm-hmm. I 
loved it. Our book club read it. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, I have been down a trail after that book. So you are, it's just, it was great. I loved it. I am so glad to hear that. And yes, bibliotherapy is indeed a real thing, Annie. Is it? Bibliotherapy? Oh, yeah. And? Yes, add that word to your vocabulary Are you, like, certified in it? Are you getting certified <laughs> in it? Um, I might have my daughter design something to run off my printer. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I'm not certified. Okay, what does bibliotherapy look like? Wait, hold on. What I mean is, what I mean is the practice of finding yeah. therapeutic benefits from books yes. is real. I don't believe you can get a degree in oh, this. I was like, you mean <laughs> Maybe to tell somewhere me on the internet I you could can. be going to an appointment and talking about Actually, what I was reading. We should add, we should definitely add a certification to the Modern Mrs. Darcy shop like tonight. Oh, Anne, that's one of your better ideas. And you have a lot of very good <laughs> ideas. You have a lot of great ideas. And you, I mean, people talk to me all the time about getting certified as a fun coach. And, and we always think about it like, how do we create that certification? We should do that. But I'm telling you, you should create bibliotherapy, bibliotherapist is what <laughs> what you get to start certifying <laughs> through Modern Miss Darcy. Right. Certificates on the way. Maybe a t-shirt says Modern Miss Darcy or Ann Bogle is my bibliotherapist. I was thinking that everybody might want to claim that badge for themselves, but I know, but you we'll, really we'll are see. for, for we'll so see and we'll find a price us. point. I mean, behind your back, everyone says, well, what do you think Ann Bogle thinks about that book? I mean, like, (laughs) behind your back, you are the standard of what we read and how we read. And so I need, like, a bookmark or a – or you know what I need? I need one of those things that holds a book open that is just (gasps) just somehow – and on the back of it, it says – and so if I'm sitting at a coffee shop and it's open, Ann Bogle is my bibliotherapist. I would love to show you mine right now, except it's actually in the kitchen where I had it holding open my book yes. so I could stir my soup at the I same time. I know people ask you this all the time, but tell me what you're reading right now. Oh, I have uh, so, so many books. I am so late to this party. I have had a copy since it came out and haven't cracked the cover, but I have about three pages left in Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Yeah. And then I'm going to need to find a new book to read, Annie. Do you always, do you keep a nonfiction and a fiction going all the time? I feel like I've asked you this before and I don't remember. So are you always reading nonfiction or do you also keep novels going? I don't always have nonfiction going. I would read a lot more nonfiction if I did do it that way. But I do always have an audio book, an ebook, and a print book. And every once in a while, I'll finish them all at the same time. Uh And then I'm just all in in a fluster of what to do next. Oh, I do know what I'm reading next. We are, we're about to read Oh, but we're going to talk about this later. I know what I'm reading next, but we're going to talk about it later. You and I are going to talk about it later? Mm-hmm. We, okay. Are. Okay. we are. We're going to circle gonna back re- to it on this very show. Okay, can't wait. Well, also, <laughs> myself and all the listeners are not going anywhere because I'm dying to know. Um, but I'm going to write it down in case I forget, which I will. So an ebook going all the time. I think Shauna Nequist taught me that is like always have an ebook going on your phone. And that way, if you end up somewhere where you're waiting, you have the choice to not be scrolling. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of so your theory? True. Why That's do you keep advice. an audiobook and an ebook and a paper book going? Well, I never like to leave home without a book or a snack. Yeah. Um, for <laughs> blood sugar and entertainment reasons. I find that like so many people, I will read when I'm in the middle of a great book and it's available to me. And wow. I, I'm a, when I'm reading in different formats, I don't get the storylines confused. I'm also yes. not going to read like two World War II novels at the same time. That's right. That's um, right. They'll often be quite different, and that's on purpose. Yeah. But I, I always want to have the opportunity to read something good and to not scroll, like you're saying. Yeah. And just having having a good book on standby is the best way to see that you actually do end up reading. Yeah. You know, I told you our friends that are listening, a lot of them subscribe to the AFD week in review email. So they get an email Mm -hmm. from us every Friday and we say, Mm -hmm. here's who's coming. Here's who Annie is interviewing next week. Would you, do you have any questions for me? And one of our friends said, does Anne ever feel pulled away from the books by your phone? And how do, (laughs) how do we help with this? And I I said to you, I mean, we're all human, right? I'm sure you feel pulled away by, by scrolling on your phone. I'm a person. Yes, yes. that absolutely <laughs> happens. Mm-hmm. Of course. So what's what is the solution? How do you turn turn away from your phone or do you just let yourself scroll or what's your thoughts on it? Oh gosh, if only there were a solution. Right. And first I want to say we're having 
I mean, I'm assuming that if you're listening to the show, you like to read and you think that's a good thing. Yes. I'm never thinking, you should be reading more. You should be reading all the time. But if you want to read, then I want to make it easier for you to actually follow through on that. Yeah. Well, something that I really learned when writing Don't Overthink It is to pay attention to my own patterns of when I get distracted. And it's when I'm tired. So Mm -hmm. I'm just very conscious of... The two o'clock hour is yeah. not a good hour for me. And neither at night, I also get really tired mentally and physically. Yeah. And when I'm mentally tired, that's when I just don't have the the inner resistance to not keep going on Instagram, yeah. which is not – so that's when I don't want to be reading on my phone. That's when I want my phone plugged in in the other room and I want a print book in my hand. Yes. And something else that really helps me is, well, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out a good relationship with Instagram because I've personally just had a lot going on this month. And so I just haven't been opening the app because I didn't trust myself to like look at it real quick. But seriously, just putting it in the the next room and reading on an old school Kindle that doesn't have the internet Mm -hmm. or a print book is so helpful because then it's not, the temptation is not there. That's one of my rhythms I've tried to adopt in the last couple of months of plugging my phone in in the bathroom that's right by me that's attached to my bedroom, but I can't reach it. And so I've, I mean, I've blown through so many more books in the, in, at night when Mm -hmm. I'm not holding my phone in my bed. Yeah. And I just want to say to readers who are struggling with this, I mean, first of all, we all know what we need to do is just that we're finding the actually doing it hard. Yeah. And it it is hard. It's it's hard for a lot of people right now. Yes. It's becoming it's hard increasingly for me hard. Yeah. Yeah. Over the last 10 years. So I just want to say it's not you. You are in good company. Yeah. And it it can be hard. And I hope you're able to tell yourself in 10 minutes, like I'll I'll be in this book and mm-hmm. I'll I'll be glad I put it down. And yeah. it's totally normal to feel like you want to check Instagram. And maybe you do. And that's fine. Yes. But just maybe like, like give give yourself a beat. Yeah. to assess what you really want. I mean, there moment. are more I, nights than not. I will plug my phone in. I'll go read. And before I fall asleep, I will go check my phone one more time. I'll just, but I make myself stand up. I don't bring it back t- with me. Mm-hmm. I just go and look and see if anybody texts me, if there's anything else I care about. And I'm like, I don't have to draw some rule that once I plug it in, I'm never mm-hmm. allowed to see it again. That's so true. Because it's not a bad thing. I mean, you want right. to have it. You just, you want to be the boss of it. Oh, something else that I do that I, that really helps me and maybe it'll help somebody listening is I might put my phone on a, I might set a timer on my phone and put it in the other room. Yes. Because sometimes I worry that I'll just get lost in my book. If you don't want to involve your phone, you can set something like the oven timer or a timer on your watch, but just something that I think gives me permission to get lost in the book because I know I won't get lost to everything else happening in the world. Like something will... Remind, wake me up in 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> and wake, wake me up from, from fictional reality. Yeah. And bring me, me back to whatever make I'm supposed stop. to be doing. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So let's look to 2022. Let's, let's talk a it. little bit about. I'm so ready to kiss 2021. Right. Goodbye. I, I can't, I, I'm such a seasonal person that I love mm-hmm. new seasons starting. So I love all. I, yeah, I love it too. I am going to, this year, I was really committed to Emily Freeman's Next Right Thing journal. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I think I'm going to do it it's again so as well. Lovely. But I'm also going to do your new journal, My Reading Life. Um, I'm so excited about I am that. So excited about it. It just feels like a, I like recording things like this. Mm-hmm. So, will you just kind of talk us through how the journal works a little bit? Yeah. This is a book journal for readers, and it was so much. We can talk about fun here, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Of course. So much fun to make. I I mean, I talk about books like it's my job because it is. And this journal was really inspired by my conversations with literally thousands of readers over the years about what makes their reading life better and Mm -hmm. what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And really tracking the books you read in doesn't have to be super complicated. And I hope this journal makes it really, really easy. But writing down what you read is one of the best ways I know to improve your reading life. Really? So, How come? Just because it makes you record it? I think it's because you can't, You don't lie to yourself on the page. Like you oh, might tell yourself, yeah. oh, I'm the kind of person who only reads mysteries or I'm the kind of person who only likes short books or I haven't right. read a book I loved in four months because we forget. Like yeah. I think I'd only remember about 20% of what I read if I didn't write it down. But I think it gives you a little bit of objectivity about your own taste and your own habits. You can't tell That's lies so to yourself about what you like or what you don't yes. or whether or not you're actually reading regularly if you're writing it down. Yeah, yeah, you can't lie to yourself about 
about like, yeah, I usually read 20 books a a year or three books a year when you've written down exactly how Mm -hmm. many you're reading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or I even forget things like, I might tell you, you know, I haven't read a book I really loved in like three months, but Annie, I have my journal right here and I put little stars besides the ones I really loved and I've read some great books lately. Yeah. Okay. So, and as I'm flipping through the journal, one of the reasons I want to do it is I found our pastor about a month ago challenged us Mm -hmm. to write down things we're thankful for every night, which is Mm -hmm. like Ann Voskamp, A Thousand Gifts, the whole thing. I've never done it before. But every night as I'm getting into bed, the thing I make myself do is pick up that journal and write a handful of things I'm thankful for every single day. Mm -hmm. And what I've found about the practice is it actually is, and this was true about the Next Right Thing journal, it just made me think about my life a little more thoughtfully. Mm -hmm. And it slowed me down a little bit. When you are thinking about people doing my reading life, the book journal, is this for one year or is this like, am I writing in this every night? Am I writing in it Mm -hmm. until I finish it? Am I trying to get to, let's see, it has enough for a hundred books. Am I trying to read a hundred books this year? No. Okay. I'm not going to give you any shoulds about your reading life. Yeah. We don't love to should around here. We don't should around each other. No, no. I mean, if you want to read more, we can talk about how, but I'm never going to presume that that is right for you okay. in your life. The journal does hold a hundred books. There are a hundred one-page book logs, and that will take some readers four months, and it will take some readers four years. There are certainly people who can read a hundred yeah. books in four months, really. There are people that are reading that much. I bet so. 25 books. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. Really I mean, but there are, pe- there are people who uh, do that for a living. Yes. True. True. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to tell you about one of our amazing partners, Brooklinen. The season of gifting is officially here. I mean, it's like more than here. And if you're scrambling to find the just right present for your favorite people, do yourself a favor and check out Brooklinen. Even if you maybe waited until the last minute, no judgment here. Their gifts always score major points. So Brooklinen started with betting. You've heard me rave about my Brooklinen sheets for years. Literally, new set came in the mail yesterday. I got some pink ones, but now they offer all the essentials to make every corner of your home next level comfy. Five-star sheets were just a start, but their collection of must-haves now includes everything from dreamy decor to cozy loungewear to their new line of slippers. Y'all know how I feel about slippers. Always a yes. Brooklinen's comfort game is unmatched and their lineup keeps getting better. If you're looking for more ways for you and your people to stay cozy, check out Brooklinen's candles, eye masks, and accessories. Did every single person on my team get a plush robe from Brooklinen for Christmas this year? Yes. Yes, they did. And do they love them? Also, yes. I actually have one too. It's awesome. Give the gift of comfort this holiday season and save while you do it. Go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code that sounds fun for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B R O O K L I N E N.com and enter promo code that sounds fun for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. brooklinen.com promo code that sounds fun. Hi, my name's Ben Kirby. I'm the author of the book Preachers and Sneakers, and my favorite Christmas song is Grown Up Christmas List by Amy Grant. Hey, everybody. My name's Tim Timmons, and my new album or record or whatever you would call it is called Here. So go check it out anywhere you need to um, or don't. So I think my favorite Christmas song is God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, and which is a phrase that I say all the time. I mean, if you think about that, it's just a phrase that we use everywhere. And I'm totally kidding. God rest you, merry gentlemen. Who says that? So I love knowing why I sing songs. And so I looked up that song and the actual meaning. And what does this even mean? What's merry mean? And in the old English, merry actually meant mighty. So it's like Robin Hood and his merry men wasn't Robin Hood and his happy-go-lucky people. It meant mighty and powerful. So Robin Hood is mighty and powerful, man. So when we say Merry Christmas this season, we're not saying, hey, Happy Christmas. I mean, what if it's bigger than Happy Christmas? And so God rest you, Merry Gentlemen, was actually this idea of it's a mighty and powerful experience, and that's who Jesus is. So I love that song because of this idea that when I say Merry Christmas this year, it's not just, hey, Happy Christmas, but it's a mighty and a powerful Christmas. And now back to our conversation with Anne. Anne. 
I mean, I, I, yeah, because I'm not going to count the books I read when I'm interviewing the guests on a podcast because I don't read those the same way I read books that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I was just thinking, would I go that direction or not? I think it depends on what the book is. Yeah. Because I, well, I just don't get to give the books I read for interviews the amount of time I give books I'm reading for my own self. Oh, then I wouldn't include them. Yeah. I would include the books I was reading for my own self. Yeah. Because okay. I do read a lot of books for work. Yes. That my own self loves and yes. lingers over. Yes. Uh, but that's not true for everything. Yes. Okay, so your gratitude journal and the yeah. Next Right Thing journal. I'm so interested in hearing if that changes the way you look at your life, not just while you're journaling, but throughout the entire course of your day. It's the Next Right Thing. I do it every Saturday. So I am thoughtful mm-hmm. about it every day during the week. I think about it mm-hmm. at some point during the week of like, oh, I'm supposed to, because at one point you record what you watch, what you listen to, what you like and what you what you read and what you make. And mm-hmm. so I'm always like, oh, I finished a book. Don't forget on Saturday to add that to the mm-hmm. Next Right Thing journal. Uh, my gratitude journal does not, I do not think about it during the day. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. I just don't, I don't think, oh, don't forget to put this on there. I just, because I think part of the practice for me is getting to the end of the day and going, can mm-hmm. you pull up 10 things that you are thankful for without having processed it all day? Mm-hmm. Am I doing that wrong? I don't know that there's a right way or a wrong way. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it's a about question. I was just curious. Yeah. It's funny. Like, I designed the My Reading Life journal, and then I got to start using it. And even though, like, I was choosing what to include, yeah. what the prompts are, and there are things like how I discovered this book yeah. and thoughts and impressions, who you'd recommend it to, the dates you read it. So yeah. there's some basic stuff, and there's some not-so-basic stuff. The rating system is unusual. The rating system is awesome. You give five diamonds for enjoyment, craft, and overall. I love that. I think that's so cool. Well, that's because a book can be extraordinarily well-written, and you can hate it with a fiery passion. But how do you water ship like down? Water ship down. <laughs> I understand that the world thinks that's the best book ever. I could not have enjoyed it less in eighth grade. And yet, three stars seems like a eh, I liked it kind of rating. Right. But that's not how you felt about it. You no. thought it was amazing and terrible all at the same time. <laughs> that's right. And you got to right. be able to capture that. That's right. So, like, I I created this like knowing that knowing that you get what you measure. And knowing what you're going to write down later will change the way you read. And yet I got to start using mine in August when the first copies came in. And I was so surprised at how it changed what I, what I read or how I read. Really? Not like it didn't revolutionize it or dramatically change it, but it kind of shifted the things I pay attention to in a way that was really fun and fun to notice. Oh, I cannot wait. That has me super excited that I can, that it's going to shift things as I'm recording things as I go. Do we need to set goals for how many books we read in a year? Does that no. matter? No. No. Okay. No. Don't. I mean, I'm not, it, it's not wrong to. Some people find that very motivating and fun and life-giving. But to some people, it turns a pleasurable leisure activity into a chore. And yeah. I really don't want reading to feel like a chore. Yes, I don't either. Okay, so we're yeah. te- we're removing, in 2022, we're removing things that make reading feel like a chore. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I love that idea. Um, okay, tell me some of the stuff you've read this year that we need to read. What are some of your favorite reads of 21? Oh, okay, some of my favorite books haven't actually... They haven't come out yet. Come this out is yet. always the come problem with you, Anne. This is always the problem. You did do a great job. I love this too. In the Reading Life Journal, you list a ton of books for us to read that are just like classics, but also new mm-hmm. ones based on biography or narrative or winter books. So we've got, we do have lists from you as always, and we can always get them from Modern Miss Darcy mm-hmm. too. But okay, so the best things you read this year aren't out yet. Well, I have got my journal right here, but it just starts in August. So <laughs> I, I will share some. Okay. I loved, oh, weird. Two nonfiction books are popping up first. 4,000 Weeks, Time Management for Mortals. Oh, I was I so surprised at how much I enjoyed that. Okay. It's by Oliver Berkman. Okay. And he's saying, life is short. You got to face up to that because it's going to change what you decide to yeah. do with your day in, day out yeah. life. I've got a, actually a quote from it tape to my iMac here, resist the allure of middling priorities. Wow. I know. It's good. It's quotable. Oh, that's quotable. And painful. And painful. Yeah. So painful. Yeah. And you know what he talks about in that book? He talks about how our attention spans have been destroyed by media in yeah. the last 10 years, and yeah. it makes reading hard. This is why. 
if you're thinking, this didn't used to be so hard. I do feel that, Anne. I absolutely feel that. It's not just you. And I think it's really empowering for readers to know, like, nothing is wrong with their brains. Like, your situation is not unique. You are engaged in a timely human struggle. And I hope that you find encouragement in that. Yeah. Yes, yes. I also loved how the word is passed by Clint Smith. Okay. Um, so, so good. Also really exceptional on audio if you're an audiobook listener. Yes, that's great. I need an audiobook, so that's awesome. I finally read Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption by Stephen King. Which, <gasps> oh my gosh. I've never read Shawshank Redemption. So many writers I know say, you got to read it sometime. You got to read it sometime. Huh. And I finally did. It was good. Yeah. It, was, it made that soccer practice fly by. <laughs> and then I'd love to reread. And I, I embarked on a reread of This Must Be the Place by Maggie O'Farrell, which oh, wow. I just, I loved reading. Yes. We had a long conversation at our, um, at our lunch table the other day here at the office about Cold Sassy Tree. Oh, I've never read that. Oh, really? People keep telling me I need to, but I, I never have. I think you'd love it. Yeah, it's really great, but it is one of my rereads. Like if I need, even if I just have 30 minutes or 45 minutes and I'm not even going to finish the book, I'll just go reread parts of Cold Sassy Tree just because I enjoyed it so much. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons to keep a home library and not just if you want to. We aren't shooting anybody, but I like having in my home library, what I have are the ones that I will go back to. Mm-hmm. That's what I find is the most helpful ones for me. Mm-hmm. I love that you do that. And I'd still do it in alphabetical order, even though you and Emily do it by color. I know. <laughs> no, I switched to alphabetical order. You did? Uh-huh. It's Burying because now I have- the lead and Bogle. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't ask you that first. I have books in multiple rooms of the house now yes. and have yes. for some time. Sure. And I can't keep them straight by color in yeah. different rooms. Okay, so even on the cover of I'd Rather Be Reading, we all see your Beauty and the Beast ladder that you get to have in your library. That's like, mm-hmm. to me, that there's a, the podcast did an episode about what makes, what we all think is rich and what we all think is rich in other people's <laughs> lives. And my answer was Anne Bogle's Beauty and the Beast ladder. I was like, that's, I that's my dream. It. That's my dream. Okay, so that's what, those are some of your favorite reads of 2021. Can we talk about gifts for just a minute of what we should be giving yes. other people? I mean, of course we can. Did you just say should, Annie Downs? Oh, did I? You did. Ugh, my you apologies. Did. I don't even remember it. That's how bad it was. I'm <laughs> sorry. Okay, gifting though. Tell me a couple of books that come to your mind. I mean, we're we're down to the wire. We've got about a little more than a week left until Christmas. What's a great gift or a couple of great books? I have to shop for my guy cousin, and he loves reading. So what are some, like, great books for dudes? Okay, if he's not outdoorsy, I will say that we are giving multiple copies of this book this year to guys, girls, and families. It's silly. And fun. Uh-huh. I mean, it makes me laugh out loud. It's for our national park am- ambitious friends. It's yes. called Subpar Parks. And the subtitle is something like America's Most Extraordinary National Parks and Their Least Impressed Visitors. <laughs> and it's it's one-star reviews of these just jaw-droppingly no. magnificent natural creations from people being like, it's just a big hole in the ground about the Grand Canyon. <laughs> about the Grand Canyon, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's so great. Subpar that, parks, okay. Mm-hmm, that just showed up on my doorstep one day, and I was like, uh, yes, I can think of 10 people who yes. need this book yes. right now. Yes. And, I mean, continuing on that outdoorsy theme, I bought my husband the new Nick Offerman book, Where the Deer and the Antelope Play. I hear his books are kind of hit and miss, but that this new one is really good. Oh, good. Yeah, worth worth adding to the bookshelf. Okay, great. Um, What are some other book ideas you have for gifting this year to maybe the men and or women, the women in our lives, like mothers and Mm -hmm. friends and who else is coming to mind? Uh, Well, books I'm giving. First of all, if you want to give a novel... In, or a nonfiction book. I'm giving very specific recommendations. But I we all love know the this. supply chain is You know jacked, we could do right? this for eight hours. I, I like have a thousand questions. So yes, be specific as you want. If you if you want to give a novel, just go to your local bookstore, see what they have that looks good. Because you may or may not be able to get the book that you think you really want. Right, suggestion. But people, give it with care and tell them 
why you chose it for them because that's perhaps the best part of the gift. Okay, I have two kind of weird books that I'm giving a lot of friends this year. Actually, sometimes the same friends. One, I'm not even kidding. It's a book about laundry Uh that I love so much. It's called Laundry Love, Finding Joy in a Common Chore. It's by my fellow Kentucky-born, but now Minnesota-dwelling author, Patrick Richardson. Uh And that is what it is. Like, it's a very conversational guide to laundry. Um, (laughs) But he writes in a really fun way. There's tons of heritage stories, like... My family loves barbecue. And let me tell you about our barbecue tradition. And let me tell you how my great grandma made it. And let me tell you how badly that'll stain your white shirt and what you need to do about it. Like it all relates. Also, he has a background in uh, like costuming and uh, historical clothing and fine textiles. So he knows things. Yeah. Um, But he tells these amazing laundry stories like the time he got called into a wedding because an adorable flower girl gave her bride aunt a huge hug with a sharpie in her <gasps> hand no and he got called to come save the day which he did oh um, my gosh but a whole book so, on laundry it's so fun and- a whole book on laundry surprisingly fun but i was telling my husband that i wanted to give this book to friends and he's like i can totally see how Lori would love that but you got to be careful who you give that to like maybe tell people to give it to like their sister and their bestie and not like <laughs> not like their mother-in-law or okay, daughter-in-law yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah yeah Got it. Yeah, a daughter-in-law. That's not a strong (laughs) daughter-in-law gift. I agree with Uh, that. uh, um, And another book that is really fun for the right reader is um, Girly Drinks, The World History of Women and Alcohol by Mallory O'Meara. Okay. It's irreverent and a little salty in places, but um, it's just fascinating and smart for readers who love books about about stuff they didn't even know they wanted to know about. Like yeah. when an author can make you go, I did not know I cared about that subject, but that yes. was fascinating. Yes. Um, this could be that kind of book yes. for the right reader. And she really, it is a world history of women and alcohol. She goes, wow. she talks a lot about Cleopatra. Who really? Knew? Yeah. And then I'm here in Louisville in yeah. bourbon country. Yeah. And near the end of the book, there's stories about a bar right down the street from me. And I just, I I didn't know. Have you been I yet? didn't know it mattered that much. I I have I mean I went like 15 years ago but I didn't I <laughs> but didn't not since know. you had the information exactly yeah. okay another book that's not so infovore vibe is by Maureen Johnson and this is the one to give to your favorite reader who can't get enough of the cozy mysteries okay. or um or mystery series if they love Louise Penny or Anthony Horowitz it's by Maureen Johnson it's a gift book it's tongue in cheek it's hysterical it's called Your Guide to Not Getting Murdered in a Quaint <laughs> British, ooh, town, village, yeah, something like that. It's adorable. It's funny. It's clever. And I think the odds of them having it are small. I love Maureen Johnson. Oh, from her YA books? Yes. You've read them? Yes. Because I, I, this is wild, but back I, when I used to watch John Green and Hank Green do their like yeah. blog, vlogs together, she and yeah. John Green were like writing friends. And so they always talked really? about her. So I read some of her stuff back a decade ago, probably. Oh, that's so fun. I did not know that. Yeah, they were like in a writing group together. I mean, I, yeah. if either of them yell at us for retelling their history incorrectly, <laughs> you know, give me a call, John Green, if I'm doing this yeah. wrong. But yeah, they, they've been like friends for forever. They Like, that's how I know who she is, is through him. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Well, you do not need to have read any of Maureen Johnson's works to get a kick out of this one. The title's excellent. You, it's so, I mean, it's so funny. It just makes you, it just makes you laugh. It's yeah. fun, Annie. Yeah. It brings you joy. Yeah. Um, but if you do want to get started with Maureen Johnson, I'm going to say Truly Devious is the place oh, to start. Oh, okay. I don't think I've read that one. Truly Devious. Okay. It's waiting for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, waiting for me. Yeah. We we might have a lot for you to read between now and the end of the I year. Know. Okay, yeah. I'm just going to yeah. go they'll, to they'll Parnassus. Wait till 2022. I'm going to go to Parnassus and uh, just ask for these. Because here's my here's what I've learned also in mm-hmm. the world of where it is hard to get books printed right now because of all the reasons that everybody knows, is if I take a book like that and I say, do y'all have this one? And they say, no. Then I say, do you know one that's like it? And almost always the person behind mm-hmm. at the bookstore, particularly at ours, but I'm sure it's true at all of them, all the local bookstores, they know every book in the whole building. It's amazing. <laughs> and so they just tell me. And there are a lot of books in that building. It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. So that's great. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Pros. Did y'all know? I think you do know this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Do you know stress can trigger physical reactions like increased 
hair shedding and thinning. My gracious, people usually lose about 50% of their total hair before they even notice an increase in shedding. Thankfully, Pros is a way to prevent stress-related hair loss in its tracks and spark new, stronger growth. Pros is the most customized hair care, and in addition to their amazing shampoo and conditioner and their other hair care items, they now also make custom hair supplements that can help reduce excess shedding and spark fuller, thicker hair growth with just two capsules a day. You just go through the simple online consultation and then Pros customizes your supplements to address all the factors that could be triggering your hair issues like age, hormonal changes, stress levels, diet, and more. They only use natural, clean, safe ingredients, not drugs or hormone disruptors. And all formulas are toxicologist approved, gluten-free, and vegan. So you can rest easy knowing that these products are really safe. The even better news is this, Pros works. You guys, multiple studies show that over 90% of women taking Pros hair supplements saw less shedding, more growth, and improved appearance overall in just 90 days. Try your own custom hair supplements and you'll get 15% off. Go to pros.com slash that sounds fun. That's P-R-O-S-E.com slash that sounds fun for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off custom hair supplements. Again, just go to P-R-O-S-E.com slash that sounds fun. And I've got one more amazing partner to tell you about, Chime. Can we just talk for a minute? about how out of hand overdraft fees have gotten. In 2019, traditional banks charged people $11 billion in overdraft fees. Y'all, $11 billion. It's a little counterintuitive to me that when someone's already overdrawn, then they also have to pay as a consequence. Sheesh. Well, thankfully, Chime does things differently. Chime is an award-winning app and debit card that has saved its members more than $10 billion in overdraft fees with their SpotMe fee-free overdraft. Eligible members can overdraft up to $200 on debit card purchases and cash withdrawal with absolutely no fees. It's like having friends looking out for you and your money. Now you deserve to have financial peace of mind. So join the millions of Americans already loving Chime. Sign up takes like two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. So get started today at chime.com slash that sounds fun. That's chime.com slash that sounds fun. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases and cash withdrawals. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $200 by Chime. Chime member overdraft fee savings based on eligible members. Use of SpotMe versus a $33 average overdraft fee. Overdraft fee data based on bank rate, checking account survey, and CRL June 2020 overdraft fees report. My name is Mark Sibilia. My new album is called Seed of Joy, and my favorite Christmas song is Last Christmas by Wham. I love, uh, I love the joy in it. I love the synthesizers in it. I love how it almost sounds like a joke, even though that might be rude to say. Like, it's not very serious. Um, and uh, I'll be working all this year to make my own version of a song that sounds similar, starting like last, starting last Christmas. I've been working 365 days, so hopefully it'll be done. Hey everybody, my name is Michelle Williams, author of Checking In, and my favorite Christmas song is Oh Holy Night. And now back to finish up our conversation with Anne. What about kids? Oh gosh. Do you get to read kids books or young adult? Do you read any of that? I read some YA in middle grade. Yeah. And then somebody on our team just had a baby. So I've been visiting the board book section. Yes. Well, let me say that one of my favorite middle grade series is by James Ponty. It's called Framed. And he has a new series out called City Spies, putting out new installments. Also, I'm really intrigued and think I'm going to pick up the new Jason Reynolds book. I love Jason Reynolds. Yeah. He Mm -hmm. was on the pod a couple of uh, weeks ago. I love him. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Well, he has a new book out called Stunt Boy. Okay. And I think it might have my name on it. <gasps> You're ready. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, I think I might read that one too. Tell me, I'm springing this one on you. Tell me one book that we should pick up between, I, I should at us again. Listen to myself. <sighs> Tell me one book that you think we would really enjoy reading between Christmas and New Year's when we've got a little extra time. Uh, let's go for a Christmas story. Oh, so, that's a great idea. Rosamund Pilcher wrote a book called Winter Solstice, which I guess we we can it, it takes place over Christmas. But she is what she does in this book is show. There's like four or five different 
threads of people, people who have endured hard things and are not Uh feeling like they're in a great place, whose paths get intertwined and they end up coming together to spend Christmas in rural Scotland and find hope and redemption. Oh, well, all it's you had to say was Scotland, and I'm very interested. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Okay, I, hand to heaven, that will be what I pick up between. I'm also behind on our book club book, The Thousand Sons. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. That's our book club book, and I am behind as in I don't own it yet. And so I got to read that one too. <laughs> I got to read that one too. Can you be behind if you haven't started? Yeah, can't, Annie, that's you are a just, great question. You are anticipating a wonderful reading experience that will commence very shortly. That's right. I feel like I'm hearing through the hubbub of my relationships and my friendships, a real resurgence of book clubs. Are you experiencing that? I don't know that. Did, did they go away? They did in my I don't know that I observed bit. that in my yeah, circles. Okay. It just feels like people talk about what their book club, it feels like one of the, like I just saw Laura Tremaine yeah. recorded a podcast episode with her book club that hadn't seen each other since 2019 because oh, of COVID. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Well, now that you mention it, I know of quite a few neighborhood book clubs that we've heard reports about for what should I read next. Yeah. That began in the pandemic. Yeah, I love when people that you were do closer that. to home and not traveling. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that that it's just so interesting how much people are enjoying. I mean, I wrote about it and that sounds fun about how much book clubs matter to me. Okay, which leads me to a question that I hope our friends will enjoy that someone asked this. I thought this was really sweet. If this is from Amber, she said, if mm-hmm. we loved that sounds fun the book, which is very kind, what should we read next? I think you may enjoy reading Joyful by Ingrid Fettel Lee. Okay. And if you want a taste of her her content in this book, she gave a TED Talk on the topic. So you could get okay. an intro in 12 minutes. But what she does is examine what brings us joy and why and how can we deliberately bring more of these things into our lives. Oh, and she talks about everything from polka dots to the exact brand of light bulbs you should buy at your store mm-hmm. to calendar tweaks you can make that might enhance your enjoyment of your wow. everyday activities. Okay. Joyful. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, lots of fun. And that is our Modern Mrs. Darcy Book Club December pick. So I have oh, it fresh good. on the brain. Yes. And that is actually, oh, we did it. We circled back in. This is the book I'm starting next okay. because of the time frame we're talking to her. It is time for me to embark on my re- reread uh, today. So it's fresh in my mind when we chat. Oh, that's great. So that's your next read mm-hmm. is your rereading. That's joyful. my next read. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. We will. I will pick that up. How do we, if we aren't in a book club and we want to be a part of the Modern Miss Darcy Book Club, how do we get a, get into that? Oh, it's online. Okay. It's members.modernmrsdarcy.com. Brilliant. And we've got all the lowdown there. Okay. And do you do one book a month? Yes, but. Oh, great. We we read one book a month uh, together. We often talk with the author. If the author is living, we talk with the author. Yeah. But we also offer um, flight picks. This is a, this is if you've not heard that term before, it's because I made it up. No, I love it. I mean, I know what a flight is when you think about other things. Like, like sodas or beer or French fries. There's a place here that does a French fry flight. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't I don't know a lot about wine, but it, the idea comes from wine flights. Yes. That okay. when you pair wines purposely, choose them for specific reasons, and are able to compare and contrast them yeah. together, you learn more about each than you would if you were just drinking a glass. And so with book yes. flights, they're purposeful pairings that add, I hope, a level of richness to the reading experience of each of the books. Sometimes we have a handful of flight picks and sometimes we have just one, yeah. but we do offer, those are optional. Yeah. So if, if you want to read and discuss more books with your fellow readers, you will have lots of people reading along with those titles. We actually just announced February and we let everybody vote on the flight pick. Okay. So we're reading Unseen World by Liz Moore uh-huh. and the member selected flight pick from the three choices they had was Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore by Robin Sloan. I have not heard of that one, but the title has me very oh, it's interested. So fun. It's so fun. And it has a glow-in-the-dark cover. Oh, yeah. It, has so, a, it, it mm-hmm. feels like it has a Midnight Library vibe. It does. Okay. It does indeed. Yes. Okay, yeah. great. You got a thrilling mystery and like a love letter to books and bookstores. I'm two months away from having our book club pick. There's two women in line in front of me. So I will keep that one on in mind. What's y'all's January pick for the flights? We have a choose your own adventure in January. Oh, cool. So this is the first time we've ever done that. But we realized that with our main selections and our flight picks, we will have had 125 books 
in all our years of book club. And that felt like a big milestone. And so we decided to let people embark on a reread or catch up a little if they're newer to our book club, because obviously not everyone has been with us since 2016. So we chose one book from every year we've been a book club. There are six of them and we're running meetings and discussions on all of them. You can, you can, it's not too late to join path. No, no, no. Okay. Great. We want to start reading those till January and we won't have those meetups till the end of the month. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, you just fill my heart with joy talking about books so much. Okay. So speaking of the supply chain situation, what is the supply chain situation with my reading life, the book journal? I mean, are are there plenty? Do we need to hurry? What's the situation? Well, there's good news and bad news. If you want to start it like, like Annie is on January 1st, you should get your copy now. Yeah. There are books in the retail pipeline. And I know my publisher especially prioritized making sure that indie bookstores would be stocked. Oh, good. That distributor it has copies. But once those copies are gone, they're gone. Because um, yeah, be more books minute. are still waiting to be. Actually, I don't know where they are. Maybe they're on boats right now, but they're not expected to come in until well into the new year. Okay. So if you want to give a copy for Christmas or start yours at the new year, I would snatch that up now. Okay, good. I, we will for sure link to it right here so that everybody can grab mm-hmm. theirs. I have, well, I have so much tenderness toward authors who have books coming out in quarter one of next year because it is going to be hard to get uh, as many of their books as we would want or need, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are weird times. It's a weird time. Yeah, weird times. Thank God for audiobooks and ebooks. No kidding. Because nobody no can kidding. stop those. You can't, as long as the internet's working, mm-hmm. we can get to And trusted book people yes. who can recommend multiple books yes. you may enjoy reading. Mm-hmm. Um, that is you for me. I told you, you are our standard. If, if you don't like it, that's what we were talking about. I was like, it's okay if you didn't read that. <laughs> well, book. that is a terrifying honor. <laughs> You're my uh, bibliotherapist. You know this. Okay, a question we're asking everybody is mm-hmm. because uh, it is Christmas time and around all these shows, they're hearing this. They're hearing from every guest from the whole year telling us what their favorite Christmas song is. So I would love to know, do you have a favorite Christmas song? I have like 20 of them. Oh, good. Doesn't everybody? Very good. Okay, yes. but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, um, uh, wow, I feel weird saying this and pronouncing oh, it good. properly. Darling by Over the Rhine. I don't know that Christmas one. Christmas is coming. We'll add it to I, our Spotify do. playlist. But I'm not going to sing it for okay. you. Okay, I'll, I'll listen to it today. But I bet if I did, you'd recognize it. You will be shocked how many people have been like, I don't sing, but I'm just going to hum this chorus to you. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I got you. Okay, so we'll look it up. And because the show is called That Sounds Fun, will you tell me what sounds fun to you? Oh, you know what I want to do so badly? I just, I want to travel to a city with a suitcase. Uh Uh-huh. A city with lots and lots of streets. Okay. And I just want to like walk around. (laughs) What's in your suitcase? Your clothes? Or are you going to fill it up with things? (laughs) I just meant I miss the travel too. The travel sounds fun. But what I really want is city. I'm I'm envisioning New York, but I go anywhere. I mean, I live in in Louisville. It's a city. Yes. But I can walk from end to end without getting like super tired. Yeah, yeah, I want like hundreds of blocks. Yeah. I was like, okay, she's taking a suitcase. What's she going to (laughs) do? I was like ready for the whole scene. I just need clean clothes and basalts after that nice long walk. That's right. That's exactly right. Last question, just because it came to my head and I care. Favorite bookstore in the whole world? Oh. I know, that's cruel. That is cruel. That's so cruel. Okay, so a favorite bookstore in the whole world. Did you see what I did there? Yeah, I like it. You said Scotland. So I'm going to say there's a bookstore in Scotland called Type Wronger Books in Edinburgh. (gasps) Do you know I it used has, to live in Edinburgh? I don't know about type wronger books. Have we talked about this? I don't think so. Well, it's not, it's not super. I, I lived know. there 10 years ago, so maybe it's open since yeah. then. No, it didn't exist. It didn't exist then because okay, the proprietor is younger than 30. Phew. Okay, that makes me feel yeah. better. Tell me about yeah. it. It's small. You have to walk down steps to get it. It has big paned windows, and the owner folds you up a little origami penguin when you make a purchase. I am dying. I've already followed them on Instagram. I That feels like God had me ask you that question. That's how, <laughs> how shockingly on, on brand for me your answer is because I get to go to Edinburgh soon. And so <gasps> I am going to well, go. Take there. me with you. Do you know the proprietor? Do you know the owner? I mean, I had a lovely chat with Tom at checkout, but no, not really. Okay. Well, I'm no, going to go make all, friends. But I, I was like, do I tell them that I know you? Do I name drop you? Answer is yes. I'm still going to do it, Anne. <gasps> I can't wait. I'm so glad you told me about it. What made you love it? Just its quaintness and its tininess? Oh, it's adorable and personable. And it's one of those stores that has, I mean, the shelves were curated by somebody who wanted to put the books in front of you because yes. he loved them. Yes. 
He also says on Instagram, sorry, our power's out. Shop's closed. <laughs> that is Good thing you're not there today. So Edinburgh as well. Like, well, sorry. Everything here is very old and therefore we're closed. Oh, Let's I can't go wait get to some go. coffee and read. I know exactly yeah. where it is. I know exactly where it is. That's awesome. Okay. Thank you for talking. Hey, thanks for doing this today. And thanks for oh, leading me. It was my me. pleasure. You're just my Thank f- you for having me. favorite bibliotherapist. Truly. You've led me to some of the best books through your website, through your podcast, through being your friend. So I'm really, really grateful. Well, there is nothing I'd rather hear, even if that scares me. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Oh, friends, don't you love her? Ough, I could just talk to her for. Ever. I cannot wait to start my journal. Listen, pick up your copy of My Reading Life and go follow her for all the good recommendations. And so you can tell her thanks for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. At least these 12 days I am. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun. I will do the same today. What sounds fun to me is, man, Amy Grant and Vince Gill are playing the Ryman right now. And I what sounds fun to me is going to one of their shows. So I might have to sort that out. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow for day nine of our 12 Days of Christmas with one of my favorite groups, We the Kingdom. We'll see you guys then. Hey, my name is Bethany Bernard, and my new album is called All My Questions. And my favorite Christmas song is Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Not just because the title is really long, but because the words just posture my heart to think about the gift of Jesus coming. My name is John Mark Comer, the author of Live No Lies, and my favorite Christmas song is Noel by Future Forrester. Yo, what up? My name is Tyler Mara, and the, my book is called I Take My Coffee Black, Reflections on Tupac, Musical Theater, Faith and Being Black in America. And my favorite Christmas song, which is the only answer, is The Temptations version of Silent Night. People, stop what you're doing. Pause this podcast. You just stop. And you need to go right now onto Spotify, Apple, I don't care, Go to some any black person that's close to you and say, I need to hear Temptation Silent Night. And us black people, hear me. That's when Christmas starts for us. It starts for us when Temptation's Silent Night plays. And it will change your life, people, every single moment of it. It starts off, you get the highs, the lows, the creamy voices. And by the time the song is over, you feel like you and Santa Claus are best friends.